0: Welcome to The Wonderful World of Dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com.
1: Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance. And today I'm thrilled to be speaking with dancer, choreographer, artistic director and entrepreneur Matteo Clamea. After a stellar career on stage, Matteo is now a hugely successful serial entrepreneur who owns four companies across manufacturing and the arts industries, turning over more than $15 million and employing a staggering 130 people. One of Matteo's companies is the beautiful dancewear company, Zerily. I'm absolutely in love with their clothing range, um, so I'm keen to hear more about it. So let's find out from Matteo how we went from dancing on stage to creating multi-million dollar companies and building the most beautiful dancewear brand worn by famous ballerinas around the world. Hi Matteo, thanks for joining us.
0: Hi Savannah, thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. So before we talk business, let's talk ballet.
0: Yeah.
1: So let's go back to the beginning of your career. Tell us when did you start dancing and what made you take up ballet?
0: Mm. Um, well I started actually quite late. I was—I um, always loved the arts but I was doing sp- mainly football and, and, and basketball, these kind of things. And then when I was about 13 uh, in my hometown Wuppertal, they were choosing uh, children for the musical Oliver Twist. And so I went and, to the audition and they threw me out immediately because they said my singing was so terrible. Um, fortunately, uh, a little later, they still needed people, and then they they took me back. They said, "Okay, you know, you, you'll have a have a second try," and they liked my moving and my my acting so much. They still hated my singing, <laughs> but uh, so um, so they integrated me more and more to the point that at the end of the whole experience, they actually made me Oliver Twist, fourth cast, but still Oliver Twist of them in the musical, and then. Um, I, I don't know how you say that in, in English when the voice breaks when you know children yeah. go into voice so the, the voice uh, so so the others had the issues of, of that I was a tiny child so I didn't have the issue of my voice breaking and so I actually became first cast um, and so I fell in love with being on stage and acting and, and the whole experience it was just best and then uh, there was a a ballet company uh, involved in doing all the dance parts and when I saw those guys I I was just in love with their movements and um yeah it was it was like looking at people flying and I wanted to find out how that feeling would be Um, so after that I was like I was really late to to ballet 14 15 I actually started dancing um, and uh, yeah, and I remember, so, so I was 14, 15, and I had to do my first classes with like seven year old girls uh, coming you know, straight from the football pitch. It was, it was I really had to uh, overcome my own like, uh, ego uh, quite a lot there. And but so then oh, it, yeah, it, it came.
1: I was going to say, starting so late, like as you say, you had to overcome uh, clearly some challenges how did you manage to catch up with the rest of the class what how did you approach that
0: yeah i i generally i think i'm i'm a huge dreamer um and so when i have a dream and i think even though everybody else around me said it's probably not gonna happen for you the whole dance thing um my dreams were so um tangible in a way it i, I was sure i was going to make it. it it was there i had no doubt and i to the to, till today i always uh, run through life like that mm-hmm. and um so yeah that, i i think it was just i i had the work ethics that others didn't have but simply because i i was sure i was going to make it it was more a question of how fast it was going to be and the more i would work every day the faster i would get to the goal and so uh, when I just started, I, I did class every day and still in the evening in my own room. I mean my, my mom thought I was I was crazy. I would still do for two, three hours just stretching and and trying things and so on and so on every single day and I think you know you put in the efforts i mean you can even be as untalented as myself. you will still you know get somewhere in the end
1: i read that you were so determined to become a professional ballet dancer that you went to as you say some quite extraordinary intellectual lengths to improve your physical abilities including studying the anatomy of fleas is that right
0: yes it's
1: about this desire for knowledge
0: yeah um well it's 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 the desire for knowledge is one thing but it's more the as I said at the beginning, I, I wanted to be able to fly and I was actually an extremely bad jumper. I, I really couldn't jump very well. And so it was always just the means to an end. Uh, so I, wh- whatever I do, whatever I learn, it was always that it, there seemed to be a roadblock on my way to get to my dream. And so I needed to, to build the knowledge to overcome this roadblock and the jumping was a big one for me uh, and, and, and taking it from fleas, it, it, helped me a lot. So I I think I I have a very different coordination to many other jumpers also. Simply because I took it from fleece. I jump a lot. Like my takeoff is a lot slower. I'm 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 doing it much more through pulling the muscle almost like an arrow and then shooting. Rather than like trying to physically through muscle power get myself in the air. Um, and yeah that was one of the of the many things where I just I needed to find a way to that end and that was, I needed to research insects, <laughs> who are incredible jumpers.
1: And so you clearly achieved your dream, you danced across both sides of the Atlantic, you've danced with the San Francisco Ballet, and you've danced with many other companies, Boston Ballet, uh, Birmingham Royal Ballet, Zurich, uh, rising through the ranks to soloist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tell us about the experience of dancing with these companies um, yeah. Quite different companies.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think the, the, it, it was. there were very different experiences. Overall, I love the arts and I love dancing. Um, I, I grew up in a very, very tolerant household, in a household where I was literally five years old and I would challenge my mom on anything. And she had to argue her case. You know, It wasn't like, no, I tell you what to do and this is what it's going to be like. Going with this kind of mentality into ballet company is very, very difficult. Um, and also constantly wanting to research. So I, I very often I would read about a role and I would challenge the choreographer, um, but it's not very common to, to be challenged as no. a choreographer or director, right? Yeah. So it was, it was that part was very hard for me, but in the end, being on stage... And just getting lost in this dream world on stage, to me was, I mean, there was no better. Uh, I, I really, really loved it. Um, and, and I think I learned, uh, well, the beauty for, to me, so every company was very, very different from, from one another, but I got so many um, different perspectives on dance um, that really enriched me a lot. And, and, and still to the day, so we're creating performances from time to time. We're gonna have a gala coming up. Um, it, it helps me obviously a lot to really take on all these different dance worlds that I have witnessed and try and try to put them together into a great uh, arts piece.
1: And you just mentioned there about a gala. You also have your own dance company called M Company. Tell us uh, about uh, this company of yours.
0: Yeah. Well, we I started it oh, actually. Yeah, a long time ago now. Uh, 11 12 years ago and what we would do we would uh, create pieces in san francisco for example i lived for quite a while in san francisco in a warehouse we would have small performances here and there very often charity performances and then we would um take those and and the best pieces that we created and we would take those to to germany on tour to poland on tour um and so so that's what we did. I didn't, I honestly did not do any, we did a dance movie also about the background of dance, ballet dancers uh, or backgrounds of ballet dancers all over the world coming from the slums in Rio or coming from, you know, they, it's different, it's, it's very different paths. Um, and, and, but that was pretty much the last time I really still created a show and that's all, almost like five years ago now um and now is the first time that that we're bringing something but under Zarelli uh together with this uh, big gala
1: well let's as you mentioned Zarelli let's turn to Zarelli your uber stylish dancewear company
0: mm-hmm. where did the
1: inspiration come to create Zarelli
0: um well we we uh, my two 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 of my closest friends and me we we had long discussion in San Francisco that was now yeah three years ago something like this Uh, Ruben Martin who is a principal with San Francisco Ballet or was uh, now he's still the character principal dancer and Diego Cruz who's still with the company and and we had long discussions because we said actually so a lot of uh, dancers start wearing Lululemon for example in rehearsal or whatever is out there um, besides the typical Nike and Adidas but but we thought you can actually do so much better than that, so much more specific, like emphasizing the beauty of, of, of a dancer's leg or the upper body or whatever, you know, you would emphasize as a dancer if you would, you know, make your own clothing. And, and so we, we started, that was the starting point, but we said, look, we don't really know about this and we want it to be extremely high quality. So um, that's when we then brought in fashion designers to, to support this endeavor. And so, yeah, that's how we, we, we came up with this. And now we're, I, I would say, pretty specific uh, in targeting the people that we know best, which is fellow dancers.
1: And you work with quite a number of famous dancers to inspire the Zarelli range. Tell us about why these collaborations are important to the design and quality of your products and to your overall, I guess, ethos uh, of your company.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we wanted to really um, understand the customer in the end and really cater to to what they want. and. I honestly feel like maybe Yumiko would be another one that really understands dancers because she has been a dancer, but most other companies are run by business people rather than dancers. Um, And so our ultimate goal was to have as many dancers in as many roles as possible within the company simply because they're the people that understand these dancers and their needs the best. Um, and, and uh, frankly speaking, a lot of these people, uh, a lot of our role models, um, these principals from all over the world, and also ambassadors, people that we work with, are simply friends of ours. And, you know, when we talked to them, we said, look, we really want to do this thing. They were just super excited about it. And, um, yeah, and that's how it came together, really. A, a lot of, you know, friends, net, big friends network almost, in a way.
1: And the range is... Really high tech, as well as being very, very beautiful. So, um, just having a look at the range, uh, but I think the, the, the particular range that was who was inspired by. Let me think, um, Sonia Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Some you know really cool tops, you know, which mm-hmm. you can imagine actually you could wear into the studio. You could wear on the street. It's you know very, very fashionable. Um, and I'm just wondering sort of about what your vision is for the f- company going forward because you've got quite a, a, a specific range at the moment. Are you thinking about other types of products that you'd like to introduce or are you going to stick more with the sort of, you know, the activewear, dancewear? What's the, mm-hmm. what's the future look like?
0: Yeah, definitely uh, activewear, dancewear. Um, and we are going step by step because if you look at what we're doing, um We have been very much about ballet to the point that, that people very often say, well, this is gre- really great stuff, but it doesn't seem like it, you're communicating to, to me right now. I, I'm in yoga, for example. And so for us, we are now um, step by step trying to broaden. And, and, and we're going step by step because we have been doing a huge mistake uh, a half a year ago where we said, okay, um, we are fairly established now in the ballet market. Let's move out and, you know, cater to mainstream people. And and that was a big mistake because we did such a big jump that suddenly our initial ballet audience didn't really understand what we were doing and whether they were still the people we communicated with, and the new people that that we tried to get in as customers were people that are, that said, "Well, you seem to be too specific for me." Wow. So suddenly we were like in the middle of nowhere, um, and we really had to pivot the company back to to our initial starting point, which is really ballet, and now. We learned we have to go step by step now going out into maybe hip hop dance and, and jazz dance and other dance uh, ranges then pilates yo, uh, and, and, and uh, gyrotonics that is f- fairly close as a workout. Um, uh, way to to dancing, so so really go go sl- much slower than we did, and yeah, I, I hope um, going forward we can also capture new markets, of course, like this. But um, I think our focus is really strengthening uh, the dance market.
1: And with your background in managing companies, uh, there must be quite a lot that you can take from the other companies that you that you run. Tell us a little bit about your sort of other businesses after you stepped off the stage and you know you had this great international career you made what seems to be quite a dramatic career change
0: yeah
1: you went and worked for a manufacturing company is that right
0: yeah yeah well uh, I, I I was gonna work for them but then they went bust <laughs> so um, if, if I wanted to save my job I I probably would have to buy this thing. So and, and that's what I did. Um, I, I bought them out of the, the people that were owning it at literally a euro. But I had to take on also the debt. Um, and and so that was my first experience. I, I actually came in and I was going to uh, uh, push their marketing activities. Um, but uh, frankly speaking, I also um, I wanted to do something of impact. That was very, very important to me. And so I was looking around there how I can do maximum uh, of impact. And I had actually just failed (laughs) because half a year before we we had this whole initiative bringing a a ballet company to Cologne and uh, we had gotten sponsors and and, and, uh, secured funding. And then um, the city of Cologne decided to close the opera house. And so it all fell flat from there. And then the next one, the next opportunity. So I was basically nowhere then. Um, was this uh, marketing gig, and I wanted to to keep. I had my other company still, the arts company, and we also started to do rave parties and stuff like this. But I wanted to do something of more significance, at least to me. And that's when when this came along. I mean, it was it was basically a bust company. But when this came along, I, I thought if I managed to to turn this around, this this will really boost my opportunities going forward. And so I did.
1: So um, you mentioned rave parties there. I'm gonna have to stop here and ask you about that because ballet dancer, manufacturing, dancewear, rave company, <laughs> doing, uh, not rave company, but putting on raves, tell us about that.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we started putting on raves because, uh, well, the, the unfortunately, the arts usually don't really pay for themselves a whole lot. So, um, so we, we tried to find ways to make some some money basically and, uh, and that was one, one of the ways so we had actually in San Francisco in the warehouse we had several times that we would start out with a performance, a small performance, ballet, um, so that the community could come in, they could see what we were doing, uh, we got some feedback for the pieces that we would create always for these tours. But then um, to get more people that were also a little bit um, outside of the usual arts genre, we had afterwards a big rave party because we had a big space there. Um, And so, yeah, then people that came for the rave party watched the show and and, and the other way around. That was actually quite fun. But it really, the the initial um, starting point was we need to make some cash.
1: So maybe there's going to be a record label in your future portfolio of companies <laughs> to, to go with your dance companies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I. I hope not, because, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean it, it is it is fairly stressful. The past year is not going to lie; have been fairly stressful.
1: So tell us about that stress. Then tell us about how you manage these companies uh, with your own dance company and you know building a new brand over the last couple of years. How do you how do you manage those different elements of your life?
0: Mm. It's well, it, what is important is that you always do, at least for me, you always do one thing at a time. Um, I, I learned it the hard way uh, at the beginning. I, I would have two or three, let's say, ventures uh, run in parallel. Um, and that doesn't work. At least it doesn't work for me. Um, so what I usually do, I, I set up a company, I start it up. I'm very involved usually in the starting phase and then once it runs, I usually get people uh, managing it at some point. So uh, my company is now Polymermetics uh, in, in UK, Polyoptics, which is in Germany. Um, they, if if I have the feeling that they have a certain stability now, I bring in a new manager um, who's running the thing. And I just, once a month, I overlook uh, the numbers, the, the key performance indicators, and so on and so on. And, and that's it. Otherwise, they, they run fairly independently. I only interfere if there's really if shit hits the fan basically
1: but your companies they're quite um different uh mm-hmm. yeah you know, you've got the manufacturing and tell us about the, uh, the other companies because it's not it doesn't seem like a a normal natural fit it seems so far removed from you know the dance world and you know the first act of your your career it's tell us about that
0: yeah well it was really so so the um, i, I had my own company uh, with the performances. Then we started to do raves. Then I tried to set up this this company in Cologne, which didn't work out. Um, and then I got this, this opportunity uh, with manufacturing. Um, and so, so I went into it and shortly after realized that it was a great opportunity as a, as a starting point. But for me, what was, or not for me, um, generally making for myself the analysis I was thinking that the outcome for compared to the input that I'm giving the, the all my resources that I'm giving into this company um, the the ratio of this is is off so um, and, and and I said I, I need to find something or my next venture should be something where I can apply what I learned, but at the same time I can um, i can I, I can no, I would be strict about the market that I go, in, go into being really a growth market. And that's when I went uh, after polyoptics, which is in the LED market. And it was very specific. I, was, I wanted something that is in a growth market. And though the storylines of all these companies is, is fairly similar or the same, it's a company that's on the verge of bankruptcy. Um, and, and, you know, if you talk to, to your um, tax advisors, if you, talk, if you really are, are about your ecosystem, then those opportunities come by every once in a while and then you can see what you can do with it. And so, um, yeah, then this one came in and, and back then um, this, the l market was growing, but we needed cash. And, and because the company was was on the verge of bankruptcy, nobody would give us the cash. So we struck a deal with this polymer medics. So I, I basically bought a company um, with, with debt that was given to us by the selling uh, party. And, um, and we had a very clear idea how on, in the short run we could most likely generate cash from this uh, company to help uh, the, the, the whole structure uh, in its entirety. Um, And at the same time, uh, in the long run, we would, because it's not a very uh, futuristic product, uh, we would need to find solutions, which we did in the end. But so, you know, it all ties in. I mean, I'm I'm now blah, 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 but but it all ties in, uh, you know, and and it all, like, it makes no sense whatsoever like this. But then when you go look into the details, it makes a lot of of sense, actually.
1: A lot of commonalities. Yeah. 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 So as an entrepreneur, um, do you feel that there are particular characteristics that have helped you succeed or a particular uh, sort of way in which you approach your, your business life that perhaps maybe has some commonalities with your dance life? As mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, tell us about how you sort of approach the world.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so the, the commonalities are is persistence, um is being able to deal and this i actually unfortunately didn't have as a dancer as 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 much as i would wish for um being able to to accept the discomfort (laughs) that entrepreneurship brings just as much as dancing i mean you know you're performing tonight you're not for the whole day or even for the whole week before if it's maybe let's say opening night you're in a state of discomfort and initially, initially, uh, eventually, just to accept this, you you will be in, in a place of discomfort. So just try to switch it off and and move on with your life. I mean, you won't get better by actually thinking about the task uh, in front of you. So um, and then yeah, persistence. Just keep keep working, even though you know every second day you feel like this is never going to happen. You know, if you have an overall picture and that picture shows you it will happen, then keep going, keep pushing through those, those bad days. Um, and then I think what is very different to other entrepreneurs is um, the ability to, to read people um, and, and read people and their postures. Um, I think that's, that's something that is, that's probably pretty different to, to most businessmen.
1: And I guess that would be from, you know, your partnering experience, you know, being in the studio with other dancers and being so acutely aware of not only your own body but of the bodies of the dancers around you, your dance teachers, your choreographers, you know, ballet masters. So I can see how that would give you this unique perspective in being able to read people. Um, How has perhaps some of the challenges that you faced in in your business world been similar or do you approach challenges in the same way between your dance world and your entrepreneur
0: world? Mm -hmm. I think especially the the uh, under pressure moments to stay focused and so I I, as a dancer when I started my career um, and I think that's generally a problem of somebody who's very ambitious uh, I, was, I would be extremely nervous going on stage. And I actually learned a lot from the Cuban guys in particular, I, I have still a lot of Cuban friends, they would be joking around backstage and so on and so on, and I would be just madly concentrated. Um, I think, and, and, and the drawback is that, uh, that yeah, you're not relaxed enough to to be present and in the moment. And so what helped me a lot was to really understand, to get into the moment and into this feeling of flow, so I don't have to control anything and I don't have to uh, go through steps a thousand times just before the performance. It's not gonna make a difference, but it will make a big difference if I'm just here and now in the moment and I can react to whatever happens. And that's something I think that I learned very much from dancing and that I can apply now in, in business meetings in, in these kind of environments that when it's, it's, it's go time, it's a lot of pressure. I can stay in the moment because I know how to get to that place. And, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a big one.
1: You're clearly still quite young and you've already achieved so much. What are your other goals or other sort of um, ambitions that you talked about before that you are still working towards, either sort of, you know, business-wise or um, in your personal life or the things that you do perhaps outside to, you know, relax a little bit or what, what, what are your goals? What are your dreams you're still looking to pursue
0: Um, my main goal is so i would initially say um, to create as much impact as i can um, create a bigger company a better company uh, and but really i think uh, my main goal is to find peace in myself because i think i'm I'm constantly driven i'm constantly thriving for the next thing and 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 really i mean ultimately you have to ask yourself why (laughs) you know what what is that really going to make a difference in in your life you're still going to have ups and downs are they really going to be that different and so i think um yeah big a big one is i have to i have to find uh the balance in my life and the peace not to constantly chase after you know running the hamster's wheel in a way
1: you're quite uh athletic still outside of um work and and dance is that right
0: mm-hmm. yeah i i love I love working out. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. So, I wanted to very quickly ask you about the Ballet Gala you mentioned earlier that you're doing for, with Zer- the Zereli brand. Tell us about that.
0: Zereli Gala is, uh, is, is one of our many projects and what we want to do, so we want to bring some of the best ballet dancers in the world to Ukraine to have them perform and we want to stream it into the world so everybody can watch it live. Um, as well as stream it in big, we have some partners here that we want to do this with uh, on a big screen in Kiev, so that the main audience, or the, let's say you no, know, the, the 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 let's say non theater goers can actually watch this performance as well. Uh, and I think it makes quite a difference. I think they ha- this has been done in Cuba also a half a year ago or something like this. To the people here, that makes a big difference because to buy a ticket for many people he, here in Ukraine is, is a big deal, so, um, because it's quite expensive. So yeah, this, this is what we're, what's coming up, that's what's coming up next, uh, and, and hopefully uh, it will all work out to the, to the extent that we want.
1: And why did you choose the Ukraine? That's an interesting location.
0: Yeah, well, we have, uh, in the past, I had uh, a, a business, or let's say a venture here in Ukraine, um, and so that was like my first step to to working with with Ukrainians, and uh, a big one really is the fact that Ukrainians for startups, th- the Ukrainian mentality is is almost perfect, uh, and so we have uh, quite a lot of people work with Zarelli here in Ukraine, uh, and why it's perfect is our German I have German companies, um, and and. I, I don't want to bash my employees in Germany, of course not. They're fantastic. But generally this, this spirit of uh I I I'll make it happen uh is a lot more here. People are a lot more entrepreneurial than than in, in many other countries that I've witnessed, or actually all of them. Uh so if if somebody is not exactly uh or let's say this way, I, I make an example. Actually she she's sitting in front of me right now, by the way. Um our lead designer, she um we're not happy with layouts for catalogs and so on. And she says, you know what, I'll do it. And then you have a designer, a fashion designer, uh, suddenly creating a catalog, uh, which, you know, I think in in my experience in the past, most people would be like, well, that's not my job. Find, Find the person that's right for it. And this is a mentality that's wonderful to work with, especially for a startup.
1: Absolutely. To be able to have a team around you that is willing to, you know, roll up their sleeves and get involved, you know, to make sure that the outcome is delivered. I mean, it's just sounds like a a perfect synergy between yourself, your company and the, you know, Ukrainian people. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's really about uh, all the questions that I had for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to ask a couple of final questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is, um it's a question I like to ask a lot, is what advice would you give to other dancers who are perhaps thinking about stepping off the stage and entering into the next phase of their lives, either as an entrepreneur or as in traditional um, employment?
0: Mm-hmm. What advice
1: would you give others?
0: Uh, well, f- get in contact with Zarelli. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant is the first one for sure um i I think uh, to me that's a hard one i to 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 say generally generally speaking you know do what you want to do and don't do what you think is the only way Uh, i have friends that that became ballet teachers because they felt i can't choreograph and I also I am not renowned enough to be a, a director, um, you know. Become a teacher because you really want to become a teacher. But if you actually want to uh, become a computer scientist, you know, don't 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 get stuck in the ballet world. You know, move out and 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 do whatever you can do next uh, and and go go that path. I I think it's very very possible. I think it, the first steps are very hard, but it's well no, it's easily possible because as a dancer you have you have had a whole career already and you're only 30-something years old, um, and you had to cope with so many challenges, you know, the next challenges will most likely be only a lot easier than that. So yeah, don't limit yourself for sure.
1: That's so fan- such fantastic advice. I just wanna thank you so much for joining us today. For our wonderful listeners and our lovely viewers, uh, you must check out Zarelli's incredibly beautiful dancewear and especially their collaborations with famous ballerinas and dancers, which are just, as I say, stunning. Visit zarelli.co and definitely check out their gorgeous social channels, especially their Instagram, which I'm a bit in love with. You can also learn more about Matteo's dance company and company.com. And finally, again, thank you so much for joining us, Matteo.
0: Thank you for having me, Solana. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.